The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Settle back now, content, comfortable, well-fed, and ready for some fine entertainment. Is everybody happy? Then let's go. It's showtime. Welcome to the Q's Militia Podcast with those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. The worst thing I've seen in 30 years. What's up, Q's Nation? Thanks for tuning in to the Q's Militia Podcast with Sean and Joe. If you like it, please share it. The universal handle for the socials is at Q's Militia. Go there, join the militia. We are the only Syracuse sports podcast centered around giving you, the fans, a voice. Welcome. Happy Thursday. We're back. A little bit of Q's news, a little bit of football news, a little football juice, a little bit of the schedule was released yesterday. I got electricity back just in time. We were going to make it happen anyway, just so you know, because still, though, it's kind of crazy. That's how we do it. Um, Yeah, it sucked. Two days without electricity. So the one thing I learned is um, since we're going to bring it up. Um, the one thing I learned was, uh, the evolution of the gas can is the worst thing to happen to society. Have you bought a gas can lately? Like a five gallon Uh, gas can. Uh, you talking about the one with the safety nozzles? It's going beyond the safety nozzle now. Really? So I bought this. It's not the one where you just turn with the spring and push Oh my gosh. Do you know how many rotten ass nozzles I have broke with that stupid (laughs) spring? Because that thing never worked right. That was years ago. That was years ago. So the first thing that goes on those ones is the spring, which is the whole, that's the main function of the can. Because without the spring, you can't turn the little not the turn the bottom of the knob. Right? Push it down, right? Right, yeah. right, right. So then, then the next thing to go on those is just where they're welded together down the middle. They it just breaks, and so then when you're using it, it's gas is coming out of every orifice on the handle. I mean, it's a mess. But then they came out with the one, do what? You broke up. What'd you say? The metal ones. No, the plastic ones. And then they redesigned the nozzle where you didn't have to twist it anymore. You push a little button in, and then it's like there's like a it depresses when you put it against a mower or whatever, and it lets it out. Yeah. And then when you release it, it clicks back. Yeah. Okay. Those That's aren't what terrible. I'm talking about. Oh, okay. No, there's another one before that. Anyway, they don't sell those no more. But so yeah, they evolved. They fixed the nozzle thing, and it's not terrible. You know, it's not terrible. But there's a little gasket in there. I think it's corroded because they put corn. In gas now. Uh, mm. Last time I checked, corn was food, but then someone had the bright idea where we use it for gasoline, ethanol. It was terrible. Yeah. It's the worst thing that happened to gasoline since these gas cans. 
Why? So, so ethanol, it destroys small engines. I mean, it's terrible on them. It's awful on them. Kids dirt bike. I've had to rebuild the carburetor on that thing. I've rebuilt just this year. I've rebuilt the carburetor on the on the weed whacker, the blower, the lawnmower. The my oldest mows lawns around the neighborhood, so he's got all this equipment he's constantly using. But anyway, back to my point on the gas can because the thing is such a piece of crap. So I had to buy <laughs> another one today, and it. Um, I'm going. You know, you bring it to the gas pump and you go to fill it up. And you know how the gas pumps automatically turn off when they, yeah, you know, get to a certain point. Get yeah. to a certain point, right? Exactly. Like an you, overfill safety thing, yeah. Right. Yeah. So this thing will not let me put gas in it, and I'm like over and over and over again, squeezing this handle, click, 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 click. I'm like mother effer, man. What the hell is going on? I look down in there. There's a little like insert. Met, there's a little insert in there now with a bunch of little holes in it. So like like a strainer. So you got to hold it okay. way up from the from the opening, not out of the opening, but up towards the you know yeah. getting in the opening to fill it up. And then they're so dark, I can't I can't even see when it's full because the nozzle's <laughs> not in there anymore. So now it doesn't automatically shut off. So what do you do? <laughs> Can we? See? So my point is like uh, you squeeze a little bit and then you look. Oh no, I got a little bit more. Okay, squeeze a little bit. Okay, I got about another couple inches to go here. So oh, anyway. Man. Well, I didn't Look, mean. I tell you what. I didn't mean I'll for that to what. evolve into that. But anyway, no, but that's know, what I went though, through because today. Because that was two. That was two days of frustration of not having electricity, and all you did was take it out of the gas can. So yeah, I'm kind of cool with that. Yeah. You know? Look, Tyler. Not people. Yeah. Exactly. No. Totally. I mean, Tyler checked in on us, right? Made sure we were okay. We both got hit a little bit. Um, just yeah. a huge mess at my house, and I lost power for two days. You know, I got a generator. It's okay. It was warm upstairs sleeping, like a lot warm. Okay. <laughs> Warmer than usual. <laughs> I was promised electricity by 6 o'clock yesterday evening. Then it was 11 o'clock. Then it was 4 o'clock to 6 o'clock today. That never that came and went. And then that stupid gas tank. The gas can today. That was an issue. Can. Yeah. Um, so anyways, um, good times. Well, well, I'm, glad, I'm glad you don't have to worry about it anymore. Well, for right now. I know. And I think we just went on like, According to this, probably about five minutes of nonsense. So let's get to it. The first thing we need to talk about is <laughs> Bet Online. We all know the sports are coming back. We're going to get into some of that, some of the happenings in the NCAA and with Syracuse football, the ACC schedule. Now, um, that's just going to give us more stuff to bet on. You know what I mean? So um, sports keep coming back. NHL is in full swing. MLB is in full swing. Uh, Basketball is kind of back or something, I think. NBA whatever that is. <laughs> so, um, you know, Bet Online has all the odds, futures and props for you to bet on. Go there. Uh, Floyd Mayweather is doing some kind of thing where he's giving out jewelry or something. You can bet on the price of his bling, maybe win some of it or some other prizes or what have you. Um, but look, here's the deal. Go there, Bet Online. Visit it today. Check out all the odds. All right, they're up to date on sports news. They got the articles, all that stuff. You can go there for that too. Uh, don't forget though to sign up and take advantage uh, of all the welcome back to sports bonuses. And remember, they support this show. If you support them, we appreciate it. Uh, Bet online, your online wagering experts. So um, next, of course, of course, we've got to talk about Manscaped. Now look, 
here's the deal with Manscaped, man. This is it's called Manscaped, okay? It's a, it's a great way to promote this product. Get men to buy it. You want to you want to feel good. You want to be clean. You don't want to be like freaking Bigfoot, you know? Yeah. Um, you want to be tidy. Yeah, you want to be a little tidy. You don't want you know. I mean, look, man. The forest has creatures. I'm I'm just saying. <laughs> you know, it could get nasty, bro. So. Bat, uh, Bat Online. Bat Online does actually not have anything for this, but Manscaped does. And the best thing about Manscaped is it's not just for men. I mean, you know, women. I know there's a few, at least a few of you out there and listening. You could take it. You can use it. Works in the shower. The redesigned 3.0. It's the third generation, hence 3.0. Uh, the mower. It's the three mower 3.0, Joe. The lawnmower, the Manscaped lawnmower 3.0, has been redesigned again, again. You're gonna wait for the 4.0? Why would you do that? That's like next year. Get the 3.0 <laughs> this year. You need it now, guys. Trust me. Um, got the skin safe technology. We all know that. They got a cool little stand it puts on. You know, you put it on charger. Um, it looks good. It's sleek. Uh, you can get the package with the with all the with all the fixins, man. The lotion, the cologne, the cologne which I've had from the 2.0. It's still I still got it. Little bottle too, man. I use it every morning. The guys at work love it. They love it. They can't keep their hands <laughs> off me. So, um, go go to manscaped.com. Try it out for yourself. Get 20% off plus free shipping when you use the promo code armchair. That's manscaped.com. Promo code armchair. Get 20% off and free shipping. Promo code armchair, manscaped.com. We appreciate you. Thank you. Okay, Joe. So, um, sir, let's start with let's start with something that um, I'm not like totally shocked about, but I want to um, just get out of the way. Well, maybe we can have a little discussion real quick. Uh, Cooper Dawson, he did tweet out, and I believe it was what? Yes, was it yesterday? Or was it today? It was today? Yeah, I think it was today. Yeah. Um, it's been a long day. Uh, due to concerns of COVID in the upcoming fall, I choose to opt out of the 2020 season. Uh, I wish all my teammates the best of luck this upcoming season. That's a, you all remember Cooper Dawson. We had him on the show. He was, he had that viral, um, signing day, uh, video with his buddy yeah. and, and, and all that stuff. Um, now every player in the NCAA, um, is able to opt out this season due to the Rona concerns and not ha- and have their scholarship honored. Okay, so everybody has the the option here. Uh, Coach yeah. did a virtual oh, press conference. He said, "There's some people that are pending, but right now he's the only one talking about Cooper that I'm going to talk about." Uh, Baber said Thursday, according to Syracuse.com, we got guys who have mentioned it, guys who have talked about it. They're going to talk things over with their parents, and they're and they're still pondering some situations. Okay, so. Um, coach addressing some of that. He's not going to address the other guys. So there's a number of other players that are thinking about it. So it's only a matter of time before, you know, before players all over the place start kind of trickling in a little bit and, 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 and opting out uh, for the 2020 season. Which, you know, let's be honest, Joe, is it going to happen? I mean, um, you, you know, just to, just to, just to kind of tether it together, UConn, first D1 school for uh, NCAA football to basically cancel, not basically, to cancel their season over Rona concerns. So Yeah, I tell you, if that's the one that that starts to oh. the dominoes to fall, I'm going to be very upset. I didn't even UConn, know I mean, UConn had a football about, team. So Well, 
<laughs> yes, you did. But they've been talking about possibly disbanding it or going down to D1AA just so they can get back to the Big East in basketball. Um, so, well, I keep going. I I'm listening. My, my, my fridge is unplugged. I, and no. You know that's that's no good. No bueno, bro. No bueno for sure. Um, but yeah, so they – it's not a surprise to me. I don't think uh, the UConn football, I don't think that was their moneymaker, especially being in in the division they are, um, being in the, you know, the American Conference. Uh, so I just hope that that's not you know, the reaction that, that makes the dominoes fall. As far as the players opting out, I know that they just made that um, – the NCAA just made that announcement. I think it was yesterday. It was a very, very short time ago where they let pe- kids know that they weren't going to lose their scholarships if they – Opted out and play, obviously so. we knew that was going to happen. And to some of my points and your points that we've made before, I mean, we knew. I mean, look, this is this is the thing when we talk about and we'll, I'll, I'll read a couple tweets maybe or some stuff. Uh, we'll get into that when we talk about the schedule. But, Joe, no one's forcing the kids to play. They're honoring scholarships um, and, and, you know, no harm, no foul. OK, it's up to them. All right. right. So if we could please stop the virtue signaling about. Uh, oh, there should be no sports and just shutting everything down. Hello. I mean, let's just, you know, take a step back. Let's let yeah. the chips fall where they may, and we'll see where we're at come September. Yeah. We still have a whole month. I don't really want to speculate, right? So right. it's just one of those things where I'm just cautiously optimistic, and uh, I'm going to talk like there is a season going on. Uh, exactly. we had, the schedule came out today, uh, and yes, now today. you do have players that have been opting out and stuff, uh, players coming out and talking about, well, you know, you've seen news all over the place about schools opening up and the players and what they're talking about as far as how the schools are handling the protocols and stuff like that. Some schools are getting in trouble. Some schools are handling it well. And I think Syracuse is one of them. Uh, I still am worried because of the state they're in uh, that there isn't going to be some crazy little curveball the closer that we get. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to be. As far as New York, guy. you're saying? Como in New yeah. York. Um, well, right. I mean, we were, we talked about last time about how they're a little bit. Um, John Wildheck was talking about how he's hoping he can get an exemption from from the 24 hour travel rule coming back right. into New York, and and Cuomo was basically like, "Yeah, I'll trust him and do it safe." Okay, well, I'm glad that you you know whatever. It basically, it was yeah. like we trust him to do it safe. I'm sure they'll do it safe. You know, they they do travel with doctors, and and they do probably get tested more than the average person. So, I mean, why, you know, why wouldn't you? They're getting their fever. They're getting their, their, not their fever. They're getting their temperature checked all the time, you know. Doing tests. Yeah. Yeah, I think Baber said something like they've already done like 1,200 tests or something. So. Yeah, that's insane. um, That's so much. And the the thing is, is that you are going to see, you know, players, um, you know, going. I probably read the same article on Syracuse.com that you did. And they talked about Cervase and Cisco talking. And and it didn't sound like. Cisco, it sounded like there was no doubt he was he was playing, um, and uh, you know you just hope that the kids don't get on other kids who decide not to do it because obviously you have a team with eighty five scholarships, you have that many players, you have kids from all walks of life all around the country, um, even other countries, right, like Germany and Canada as well. So um, Hawaii, uh, you don't know what their parents, you know, what they think as family as they go. Everyone's got their own opinions about it, so. Um, yeah, they're not going to lose um, their scholarships. Uh, I don't know if they're going to. Are they going to get move. another year of eligibility? Or I, I, I don't know. I didn't That's read anything be, about that. Was that was just what I was going to bring up, more or less. Like if you have a red shirt, then maybe you can use it <clears throat> to where you don't, you know, 
fall back in well, one year. Sh- but they should definitely allow that at the very least. If you didn't use it, you should be able to for this. Right. Right. Well, I and mean, that's essentially, you, you essentially you could just. It doesn't. You don't even need to say it. You could just use it. Right, but I guess that's really like throughout history. You know, things happen, and you have to make what decision which is right for you. Right. Yeah. I mean, do you have seniors out here? I mean, you have. Who is it? I forget his name now. I think Micah Potter. I want to say something like that. But he's uh, a guy from Penn State, a defensive player. Um, they're saying that he's like right now like a top five pick in the NFL next year. He's one of the players that announced um, another receiver, I think, over at Minnesota, Bateman. Um, he announced he wasn't going to play. A de- uh, defensive lineman in Miami, he announced. So you're starting to see some players uh, announcing. And I can see some players that um, – maybe don't want a chance injury and they're going to get drafted next year. They're going to go into the draft, but you have those seniors and stuff, right? Where now you're going to have some guys that are like, do I play and am I going to be able to come back or is this it? Right. Cause some seniors, they got to play to prove themselves to get into the draft. And if they don't have the, the, if they don't regain the year of eligibility, then that puts them in a bad spot. So, cause they got, they got one shot to do it. Um, which is why I think, you know, I mean, I think, most know my feelings on it, but I think that's probably a good thing to uh, let them have that year of eligibility. I mean, this is uh, this is uncharted territory, basically. I mean, right well, now, sometimes in a like sense. something like a Cordy can happen, right? Because you can get a red shirt for just you know sitting out a year, but you can also get a medical, medical red shirt as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. So uh, maybe that's something that that ends up you know being a compromise come maybe next year or something. Um, okay, moving on. Uh, Dino Baber's son-in-law, former offensive tackle for the Syracuse Orange football team. He signed with Arizona Cardinals as a free agent. So uh, congrats to Coda Martin. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, um, absolutely. All right, before we talk about Deuce, Joe, you want to talk about Juco transfer Isaiah Jones? Yeah, yeah, we can we can talk about him real quick. Um, Isaiah Jones... From Cocoa, Florida, played in JUCO in El Camino College in California. So that's a nice little. Damn, he's living. On, he's living in the best of right. both, both both sides of the country. There. Hey, you never know because Florida is so stacked with talent that sometimes you got to get out of there to get opportunities, noticed. especially in JUCO level type stuff, right? So, yeah. um, six four hundred eighty pounds. So he's skinny, but he's got some height. Uh, He's got, I think, what four years to, I think four years to play three years or something like that. Um, I think he's only played one year, so yeah, he'll have four years to play three seasons with the Orange. So That's he can redshirt yeah. and he can um, get in there and gain some weight, and you never know. Maybe it's just one of those guys that was behind a whole bunch of guys in a just talent laden Florida high school program or state program, you know, their whole state is just really good. And there's so many prospects that come out of there. And, um, you know, it's, maybe it's also a growth spurt. You see all the time kids grow two, three, four inches after high school. So he left, went to junior college out in California. And, um, it just seems to me like it's just one of those flyers, you know, uh, we've lost quite a, what, two or three, receivers now right at least cam cam jordan or cam, yeah, cam jordan, jordan yeah tristan Kevin jackson Mattel, yep. and then tristan jackson left yeah so um who knows uh what he's gonna end up <laughs> doing but um 
yeah, I mean, just a diamond in a rough throwing darts, man. Well, you know, it has been uh, since what well, I had this written down here from two four seven sports. Uh, Darian Deuce Ches- Chestnut. He's going to be the program's highest recruited, uh, highest rated recruit since four-star cornerback Wayne Morgan back in 2012. Uh, he's a four-star cornerback from Cannon High School in New Jersey. He announced this weekend he's going to attend Syracuse. Uh, put out a cool tweet, a little video, and um, you know he chose he chose Syracuse over Miami, Louisville, Michigan State, and Rutgers. I mean, Rutgers, no big deal, but um, you know some good schools in there to pick Syracuse over. So uh, yeah. five five eleven, hundred eighty pound DB, uh, recorded forty seven tackles, five interceptions, and three thirteen pass breakups. Uh, as a junior last fall, he's rated top twenty five cornerback nationally and six in the state. Uh, for the 2021 recruiting class of the year left to go, and can bump those, even get bump those numbers up even more. So, um, a good talent, Joe. But you know, we don't see the four stars. We've talked about it. Um, we've kind of beat the drum on it, and maybe even beat the dead horse on it. So, uh, no, yeah, we definitely have. <laughs> so, but uh, but good. It's good. I mean, you know, it's looking up. I think the recruiting for Babers has just been. It's been slow going, but it's a it's a it is on the incline. Just in general, I feel. Yeah. You know, as time goes, as the years go, this will be the 16th recruit of this class too. By the way, so. Yeah, well, and you have a situation too where um, having the the coordinators that he's had. I know Tony White. He was um, he's pretty pretty good recruiter, especially. I mean, he's been out west. He knows out west, so. I think he won a conference recruiter of the year a couple of times when he was in the MAC um, a few years back. And, um, you know, hopefully we can make some inroads in some places like that. I know uh, also the offense coordinator coming in um, coached with Babers uh, and he coached down McNeese State, down south, and probably made some inroads down there and, and has some, some high school coaches in some areas that that he's got some relationships with. And again, he's a good recruiter. He's been a head coach, so he hasn't had to go crazy, you know, recruiting um, past couple years, but he's going to get back on the trail. And I just think Babers had to go, go old school a little bit. I think we're going to see a little bit more ground and pound. I don't think we're going to see as much go, go, go fast, fast as much as he talked about. And um, yeah, it's just when you get these, when you get these four stars, you get excited. Um, I know I get excited every single time we get one because it's what once every 10 years. So <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, just the one thing that gets me here is like when they bring it up, the guy, the last guy, Wayne Morgan, he was a pretty solid player, but I mean, I don't think he really, I don't think he lived up to his four star. And that prestige. isn't that, isn't that the kind of the, the deal with the stars? Yeah. I mean, that's really the deal anyway. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just in general. You know what I mean? Just in general. Right. I mean, you know, four star, like like you said, Joe, pretty much ready to come in and play. I mean, all but ready to play, I guess, um, to some extent. And you know, the three stars they need to work. Most of the three stars we see are are they're turnover players. They're players that are going to sit here. They're players that are going to come in later. They're going to learn the system for a year for the most part. Come in later. So um, it's just a different type of program when you look around to the Clemson's yeah. and all. But these there's other plenty places. of four stars and five stars that bust versus three stars sure, like absolutely. Cisco. Absolutely, yeah. Going back and looking Cisco back on Cisco, yeah. American. Yeah, totally. Right. Um, so, cool. Anyway. Um, so, all right. Chestnut, yeah. Yeah. I like, the, I like Deuce. He's a good player, man. 
I watched his tape. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, got some. I mean, he played receiver and he played corner, so uh, he's an athlete. Um, he's got the size to play teams. safety, safety and corner and special mm-hmm. teams. Right? He's he's got speed. So looks um, like a good addition. Yeah, I mean, on paper. And going towards recruiting classes and all these little websites that people are going to look at and judge, he's our best player. So, oh yeah, he's the best recruit. Obviously, he takes the cake on that so far. So, um, all right, let's talk schedule, Joe. But before we do, one more time, I just got to mention uh, our friends over at Bat Online. You know that they are the title sponsor for the Q's Militia Podcast and Armchair Media as well. Um, you can go there for sports news. You can go there to bet. And as sports are coming back, so do your chances to bet on them with our exclusive partners, betonline.ag. Baseball, all of the good things there. And, you know, the NBA. Eh. And then, you know, we got college football coming up hopefully soon in about, a, in about a month. You shake your head, Joe, but the NBA is just okay. I mean, actually, it's not. It's subpar to me. It's not even fun to watch. And my son watches it, so it's on. So I do. It's not like I've never given it a shot. It's just, eh, to me. But you can go bet on it. Go to betonline.ag <laughs> and bet on it. We appreciate it. <laughs> hey, if you're gonna use, if you're gonna use an online betting spot, go to betonline.ag. We pre- we, we appreciate it. Check it out today. Check out all the odds, up to date sports news. As I mentioned earlier in the the other read. They do have stuff for you to read there, too. So you don't just have to bet. Um, don't forget to sign up. Take advantage of all the welcome back to sports bonuses. Bet online, your online wagering experts. Thank you, Bet Online. Okay, so, Joe, we, we can do a little feedback here, uh, fan feedback here with this. Now, I didn't get nearly as much as I thought I might, but it doesn't matter. Um, you know, here's the other thing. I'll just say this, and I might as well, because... I, I I mean, maybe you've noticed, maybe you haven't. Probably haven't. Probably didn't pay any attention at all. I don't go on social media much, especially during the off-season. I enjoy going... My favorite... Like, I hate Twitter, unless it's a, during a game. Then I love Twitter. Other than that, though, I don't check my Twitter. I rarely tweet. I d- we just become... We, come, we become very stagnant on the socials, and I apologize, but it's a motivation thing for me. It's just not fun, <laughs> and I don't, ha- I don't have a ton of time to do it, and Joe never does it. So, um, you know. Yeah. Right? It's tough. So, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I got to kind of save my sanity from social media nowadays, so. Oh, yeah, I know. Everything's horrible there. So anyway, uh, we did put, I got this schedule in front of me and we've got the breakdown. If you haven't seen it yet, you can find it. I got it from the ACC network on Twitter, uh, official page, and you can take a look at the whole ACC schedule and they do. I kind of like it. I didn't like this way that they did it at first, Joe, but I'm, I kind of like it now. I kind of like it. Why? You don't like it? You don't like the graphic with all the teams and how it's broken up? Oh, yeah. I mean, I like that. Yes, I like that. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like the way that they were doing the schedule. Oh, no. I mean, well, that's just a look. If the season happens, I don't give a rip about how they did the schedule. Uh, but this graphic's cool. So anyway, um, I did ask for people's thoughts, and we'll go over a couple of those maybe here in a little bit. Um, so anyways, Joe, opening up with uh, our away game, two away games to open up. 
uh, one against North Carolina and one against Pitt. Yeah. So, um, and then we so we play, and then we'll play Georgia Tech at home, and then we'll take a bye week, two bye weeks this year. Is there? There's not. There's usually yeah. only one, right? There is two. Yep. Okay. All right. Yeah, there's um, normally two. Okay. That's a tough start. That's a really tough start, and I saw a lot of optimism, which I like, which made me feel like I was just Mr. Negativity because I saw possibly, let's see, let's see. Uh, well, let's go to Twitter. Go ahead, Joe. Go ahead. Let me find Yeah, this. well, I mean, it's a little bit different. It's the same in, in the fact that we still were going to have two away games in the, starting the season. If you don't, if you remember the schedule before, it was going to be at Boston College and then at Rutgers to start the season. So... Starting the season with two two games, this probably still has something to do with the dome. And uh, True honestly, that. that's right. Yep. And honestly, uh, I don't like getting the North Carolina ad. Um, honestly, I was I'm I'm a big fan of North Carolina this year. I think they got the second best quarterback. I think they got an NFL quarterback, and the yeah, way they played Clems- Clemson fin- last year, you finished. Hmm? You think they finished second this year? I think they finished second this year, even in this format. Uh, so that's going to be a tough game on the road, uh, especially first game with the three, three, five, uh, mm-hmm. it's going to be tough, mm-hmm. but I know that ba- Babers did bring up another good point too, is that by bringing in a different offensive coordinator, a different play caller, and then bringing in obviously a de- different defensive coordinator with defense, um, then other teams really don't have tape on us. So it's true, but you gotta be jelling. going to be real. What's that? It's true, but you got to be gelling. I mean, if you ain't gelling, it ain't gonna matter. Right. Well, yeah, and that's what I mean is you got to be able to gel, but um, also you can, but but you can get away with some things. Sure. Uh, when the other teams don't know what you're doing, so then it becomes a game of, of chess and and all that kind of stuff. So you never know early. Um, surprise a team. This isn't that. I know that Pittsburgh's our rival. We play every year, so uh, hopefully. We can kind of get all our. I, I fully expect to lose the first game, and I hope that that's more of a kind of getting all the kinks out. Just get it over with, kind kind of thing. Well, yeah, but that's also going to be, I think, one of those things without spring practice, without being able to have the in person time type stuff that you can have uh, with the kids. Then, and I believe Babers even said it that he he doesn't think that game one is actually going to be what the starters are going to be like i don't i don't think you're you're not going to see your best starters right sure. and that's really what it comes down to because a lot of times when you look at college teams especially when you look at younger guys too the best athletes and actual players sometimes aren't playing because they don't understand the concept the scheme their job they don't know all the plays things like that you know sometimes it takes time to click and i think when you talk about changing schemes like that i think you're going to be more confident as a coach going into week one with the guys that know the calls. If you don't know what you're doing, then you can't be out there, no, no matter how fast or strong you are. So um, it's going to be interesting to see, and I think that's going to be kind of get out, the, get the kinks out, work it out. I just hope we don't get embarrassed too much. Uh, Dominic, at Baptized by Fire 7 on Twitter, I believe we can start out 5-0. and oh. Probably we'll start 4-1. and one. We'll settle for three and two out of the gate, boy, Dominic. You just went. You just you just started really high there, and and and, and you know your expectations just started to dwindle towards the end of that tweet. But I agree. <laughs> if we can go three and two, take um, Georgia Tech, Duke, Liberty, 
and maybe go start zero two. That's how I see it, in my opinion. Um, yeah, it's it's a possibility. Um, I just I'm just telling you where my where my where my realism's taking me. It's not negativity. It's my realism. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm I'm good with three and two there. I'm right, good with totally. three and two there. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think I'd be upset if we went two and three, unless it's just one of those things again where it's just we if, go through if, our first two games and we still just haven't gelled and it just looks ugly. If you go but two I, and if you go two, hold on, I got a question before you go on. If you go two and three, where's where's your first three games? Oh and three or one and two? One and two. Okay. All right. So you you well, got, you're no, putting you're no, chalking no. up Duke as a loss. It'd be oh and three. It'll be oh and three. Okay, all right, okay. That's why I was wondering. Okay, I'm okay. I'm actually kinda confident in uh I mean I went the to the Duke game last year. Yeah, they stunk. And we're playing them home. But they, they, they have a new they have a new quarterback too. Uh there's a good chance that we will have more fans in the dome this year in that game than Duke had their fans. At home last year. What do you think, <laughs> Joe? <laughs> that was bad. That was bad. I mean, I, th- I think really the first two games you got to go in. I mean, I, I'm expecting 0-2, but, you know, these Pittsburgh games has just been wild. You know, I know. Really they've been know. tight, though. There's, they've been right there. So Yeah. And they got, I mean, Pickett's not a bad quarterback. They got him returning. Uh, they got a running game still. I mean, you know, you know how they play. I mean, they they give us fits, but we play back and forth. We play tough. It's just, it's just really where we are with with the new schemes and and like again, we talked about just gel and stuff. I mean, I just hope that with whatever we can figure out with passing, whether we have to lean more on our tight ends or more on screens with running backs, maybe get Juar Jordan in there more and then pounding the rock run the ball the way that we did in the last three out of the last four games last year. We can do that then, I mean, a team like Pittsburgh, we're going to be able to stay in, in the game with. And then a team like Georgia Tech and Duke and Liberty, we should be able to win. It's just kind of just getting everything all together and being able to play together and figuring out who's who and who's better where. I mean, these kids were recruited to play different positions from different coaches. So you got to try to figure out, you know, right now they're trying to figure out, is this guy a safety? Is this guy a linebacker? Is this guy a corner? Is this guy a safety? Is this guy a linebacker? Is this guy a defensive end? Like, they're still trying to figure that stuff out. So, oh, yeah, absolutely. They haven't had much of a chance. And by the way, that reminds me, too, that practice, some, some form of practice did start today. So and the whole schedule's mm-hmm. out, and I can't remember where I saw it, but you can probably find it almost anywhere. Uh, no media allowed type stuff, you know. Um, right. Very private, just like it always is to start the year. So Yeah. Um, at James Zuba on Twitter. Never heard of him. My <laughs> thoughts are that UConn officials will be remembered as visionaries and heroes of our time for being the first to cancel the football season. Uh, yeah, congrats! Like Joe said, if we if if we just if we unravel from that, then we, that's sad. It's a sad day. But um, King of the Weenies, UConn, appreciate that. Um, <laughs> w- one more from Twitter here uh, at let me see what this is at Mc McDorchester. Okay, he says I have two thoughts. If they played this full schedule, Orn could have a record as good as eight and three losses to UNC, Clemson, and Notre Dame. So that's very optimistic. That's very good. I like that thought. You sh- he should have stopped it there. <laughs> he should have stopped it there. He goes on though. He goes on. He says, two. They should not play any games at all because we are in the midst of a dangerous effing pandemic. And then he mentions Jesus. I'm not sure why, but he mentions Jesus. That's very sweet. 
So, um, anyways, uh, eight and eight and three, Joe. That's a that's pretty hardy. That's pretty hardy. Uh, the yeah, losses, uh, the losses, I agree with. I just think there might be more. But, yeah. But yeah. But look, though, I mean, you, you know, never know. I mean, Louisville's didn't, tough, they, dude. They won ten. NC State, he doesn't have on here as as a loss. He's got UNC, Clemson, Notre Dame. NC State's tough, man. They're See, tough. The That's is, a good program. But NC State wasn't. They weren't. So they were tough, and they have a good quarterback. Well, that's true. Really the we whole did. Thing. We, so last we, year, that's right. You're right. Last year they had a rough time. Last they did, year they um, did. When they had Finley, Ryan Finley was kind of a uh, yeah. The, the and I still don't think together. they've shored up their quarterback situation. So uh, Louisville bounced back, though. Louisville did bounce back last year. Yeah, they, Louisville definitely bounced back, and that's uh, what I was going to say. Um, they had a an article in um, what, inside the Loud House. Neil Adler had mm-hmm. a uh, had an article about 247 Sports once the – because the schedule is obviously they got released today. We're talking about them. Um, and they said that the guys uh, from 247 Sports, they kind of ranked them or whatever. And I guess the average that he came up with Syracuse was to finish 13th out of 15th. So it's uh, – Well, it's always grim, right? I mean, don't we always go through that um, kind of it's always grim. Syracuse is going to suck. They're going to be at the bottom well, of the, the thing ACC. Is, yeah, you you know, got kind of so deal with that every year. The thing is, is no one really knows. All you know is – all you can really know and look at is like – what you know coming back from last year but sometimes people lose players and they got somebody else that's becomes better that's right behind them right so right um or teams you know people don't know who's redshirting and who's this and you know who who comes in so um we were ranked somewhere around i think the last in our division or second to last in our division the year that we came in what second and we won 10 games and went to the you know the camping world bowl like yeah. So, um, so that's really where they had us. I guess they said they had two guys had us at fourteen, two had us at thirteen, and then three had us at twelve out of fifteen teams. So, but like I said, it's interesting because remember when I told you how top heavy it is with the away, and you know I was going to kind of wait, yeah, I was waiting exactly. for something like waiting for something like this to come out to kind of sh- to see it to to see it. And, and when you see you it, know, it doesn't make it much better. Well, no, because okay, so their so their away game, according to their ranking right here, they had our away games: Clemson number one, Notre Dame number two, North Carolina number three, Louisville fifth, and then Pittsburgh eighth. So our five home, our five away games, they are against five of the top eight, and basically it's four of the top five, and then eighth Pittsburgh. So. um the, the weird thing about that is the four of the top five, like they mentioned in this article, probably even if they were home, we probably wouldn't have beat them. So it doesn't really matter that we have them <laughs> on the road. Right. It's just, but then when you look at our our on the road, we or sorry, our home games, um, NC State they have ranked tenth, Wake Forest eleventh, Duke twelfth, uh, Georgia Tech fourteenth, and Boston College fifteenth, and we're thirteenth. So basically, all our home games are against all the other bottom five teams that are surrounded by us. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's move on to Facebook. What do you say? Okay. And sure. pi- before we leave Twitter, though, officially, pipe it down, Larry. Calm down. Calm down. Um, let's go with Tim. 
Tim C. from Facebook, who's always the optimist in everything, Syracuse Orange. I don't know how people like this call themselves fans, but uh, obviously Q's not playing a real team for non-conference game. Well, okay, so there's some criticism here. I've heard that, well, it's not a rivalry. It's called a rivalry game, and I agree. It should have been, but, I mean, we're having a hard time, guys, to scrape up a schedule, and, you know, we're... Well, non-conference don't have to be rivals. I know, but it was called a one non-conference rivalry game. That's what it was. That's what it was portrayed. Dubbed as. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, in all fairness, but um, you know the Liberty thing. I mean, it's fine. They owed us a home game, right? Isn't is a three a game a three game series? I believe so. We're supposed to play one more there. Um, but I mean, guys. I mean, we kind of need a cush game. I wish it was the third game of the season instead of the. Or maybe even the second. First is yeah. too, too easy, but the second would be nice. Be like a, you know, just to see what we got. I mean, let's be honest. When we watched Syracuse at Liberty last year, you, you didn't you didn't end that game and, and, and finish watching that game and go, yeah, man, I'm feeling really good about Syracuse this year. You know what I'm saying? Oh God, no. We, we kind of knew what we were um, what we were going to have to watch, um, and you know they got a little better, but as they always will. Yeah. Um, let's yeah, but some of these, that's like you said. I mean, it's it's it's, it's going to say the rivalry thing, and if anybody who wants to bang on us, you know, that's fine. Virginia but. Tech plays Liberty as well. Um, Wake Forest yeah. plays ODU. Pitt's going to play oh, Maryland. Yeah, um, see now that's a legit one. Notre Dame plays yeah. Western Michigan. NC State plays Liberty. So Liberty banging out the ACC squads. No, I mean they're a, they're an independent school. Yeah, well they got to get some games in, right? Oh, so yeah. they, uh, followed, they followed Notre Dame's independent model. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. NC, NC State College, doesn't Boston have one College, scheduled yet. Boston College in Ohio is a huge rivalry game. <laughs> yeah, uh, and uh, and and not did I say NC State? I meant um, North Carolina doesn't have one scheduled yet. Yeah, um, neither does Clemson. So. Yeah. Anyways, still got to fill in a little bit. Let's do one more here from Jeremy. Jeremy J. Virginia has the best draw. How do we not play them at and get all the best teams and teams who will have good records at the end of the season? Um, word salad. I have no idea. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think that there's a lot of teams that are down in the middle. So uh, when you look at the top five teams. I don't know. Virginia doesn't look like they have the easiest draw. Um, I saw some some other ones that looked a little easier, but nonetheless, put this all together. I mean, they're all kind of tough draws, sports. right? I mean, they're yeah. all kind of tough. Let's be honest. Two four seven sports is. Uh, I'm sure that they have something out there now. If they had all that information right there, I mean, you could go through and do that. But I mean, what do you think about it? Because it's tough for me. Because about what? Like, well, about this, just the overall season schedule. Like, again, obviously. I'm, I, I got to be honest. If this happens, I mean, you know, I know we're, I'm excited about it. I think well, it's going to be interesting. I don't want to say if anymore. I want to talk as if. It's I know, I know. I, I tried catching myself. <laughs> I tried catching myself. Look, I'm, I'm excited about it, man. All right? I'm excited about it. Look. You know, we're trying a little something different. I don't think it's ever a bad thing when you when you, when you try something different, even if you're forced into it. 
let's see how it plays out. We don't have the two divisions. We got the one division, which Joe and I kind of banged on a little bit yesterday. But, I mean, the one division is kind of the same as the two divisions as long as you have the rotating schedule still the way it used to be. I mean, you could still – it's almost like, you know, I don't know. It's it's not that big of a deal. But I do honestly like the one non-conference game in a lot of ACC. I do like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you look at it, we no, we normally play a 12-game schedule, right? So Right, so we're short one. So right. so we could do a we could do a two like in a regular year, Joe, to my point, you could do a two non-conference games and then a 10-game ACC schedule. That would be fun too. Yeah. I think as long as they leave it like that, I think if they want to continue forward, but then they want to go back to the four non-conference games out of the 12 games, and we're only playing eight conference games, uh, Notre Dame ends up leaving, and we have 14 teams, so there's 13 other teams other than us, and we're only playing eight. There's five teams left out every year you don't play um, in one conference. I just I don't like that. Yeah, I know. Well, you'd have to figure out how to rotate it properly. We figure out how to rotate it properly, but I'm, I'm. But again, I mean, I like I like the idea if you keep it at a ten conference game schedule. I guess is my thing. Oh you're talking yeah, about, there's, it no, there's be only less. three teams. There's yeah, only three yeah, teams yeah, yeah, you don't yeah, play. Yeah, 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 right? yeah, yeah, yeah. It can't be less. It can't be less, right, Joe? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. That's basically what I'm saying. I don't want it to get to a point where there's five five teams you're not playing, and then you get some teams that maybe aren't playing three or four of the top five teams every year, one random year. I mean, I know you can't. Every year, no matter what, whether there's divisions or not in a conference, it's not going to be 100% fair. It's not going to be 100% strength. The schedule is going to be the same. But let's let's see. I mean, everything's an experiment right now in the way they're doing it. But, yeah, I mean, what do you think? What do you think the first five games when they said? Like, if you look at it, do uh, you think that's... Our, the first five games of our schedule record-wise? Yeah. Oh, like I said, I, I think it's... I think it's I think I'd be happy with two and three, but I could see, honestly, I could see one and four, but I think we can do, I think we can do, do, or three and two, excuse me, I'd be happy with three and two, but um, you could go, I do see a possibility of going one and four too, but I don't think so. I think you go at least two and three, I think you go three and two. What about Clemson? So we lose to Clemson, right? So what, three and three? Yeah, let's just be realistic here. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if I'm a betting man, yeah, we're going three and three there. Wake Forest, we're going four and three. Boston College, that's a possible four and four. Louisville, four and five. NC State, it's a tough one. I'm going to go five and five. Yeah. Notre Dame, um, five and six. Right, but but Nord. I mean, who knows, dude? Notre Dame might be, get the snot kicked out of them by the time we get to them. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so they might be a shell of themselves by then. <laughs> we play them after we play. They play North Carolina the week before we play them. So uh, at North Carolina as well. Um, I mean, the way I look at it is this, right? I mean, in kind of how two four seven sports, it's not obviously always the same, but it looks traditionally like. Every game we have at home is winnable, and other other than Pittsburgh game, I think we're going to lose all of our other away games. So 
Um, that's kind of my realistic goal, look at, at it, really. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's that's the one I would have too. Pitt. Um, yeah. I think Pitt's the only realistic, and I don't even know how realistic it is. I, being, yeah, it's very optimistic in my opinion. But you know, um, yeah, dude, we went all the home games. If we went all the home games, then what? We go six and five. Mm-hmm. But I know that you look at that Wake Forest Boston College back to back week, and you're like, ah, oh, that looks like one and one to me. Right. Yeah, that Boston College killed us last year. That's the game that we just got just smoked. And I don't know what Boston College looks like in 2020, but we got smoked well, at home last year. They still got court. Yeah, well, they still got a good, a good running back because I remember their backup running back was good too. Yeah, they killed they us. Have, they killed us on the ground in that game. And they have one of the t- one of the two top. Um, ACC line or like lines, offensive, offensive lines in line, the ACC. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, they're going to be able to, to pound the ball for sure. And That's what killed again, us last Wake, year too. Last two years. And that Wake, yeah, that Wake Forest game, right after that away game at Clemson too. Uh, that's tough. Um, having those five games, having Clemson right in the middle of those two bye weeks, uh, it's rough, man. But the good thing too is, is that we don't have any. I went ahead and checked. And I was looking at all of our games and then the opponents and what they had previous week. And there's not any opponents that have any type of um, of uh, upper hand by having a bye week the week before we play them. The only team that does actually is Louisville. And we actually have a bye week that same week as well. So we're both going to be having basically yeah, two weeks two to prepare weeks for each other. Yeah. And I think that that's, that's our only Friday game right now. That's scheduled for eleven twenty is uh is uh at Louisville. So eleven twenty at night. Eleven twenty on a Friday in the morning or at night? No, let well sorry, eleven twenty is the date. November twentieth. Oh. Yes. Sorry. Oh, because it says eleven twenty one above that. Yeah, so that's those are the Saturday dates, and then where you see oh, the other dates I gotcha. in that week, I it's gotcha. like it was a Thursday or a Friday. Yep. Yeah, so it's like okay, I got gotcha. um, All right, right. So realistically, when you look at it, if we were to beat Pittsburgh and then win all our home games, best I see is seven and four. Um, but I could see something disaster. I could see a four and seven. Yeah, <laughs> which you know. Uh, I'm probably going to go somewhere in between that, you know, and then that's the other thing too is is if they drop a game, are they adding? I mean, what's the deal with bowl games? No, I, I don't. Is it, I don't know. I don't know nothing about bowl games. I haven't heard anything about that. All I've heard about is ACC championship. But you got to imagine, dude, if they go through with the, if they go through with finishing the season, and you got to think of from the NCAA's perspective, who has just got you know money signs in their eyes, they get through that, they're going to set up bowl games. It's inevitable. It's happening. Oh, yeah. But oh, yeah. what it looks like, I have no idea. And all the bowl games are after the election, so we'll be fine. <laughs> True that. Touche. Um, all right. Look, one more from Facebook. Jake M. Facebook won't happen. What won't happen, Jake? I don't even know what he's talking about. Nah, like I said, you can... You can you have all these people that are going to, oh, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Uh, you know, I'd rather be pessimistic about it. And then when it doesn't happen, just be like, oh, whatever. Then being like looking like I don't want it to happen. Yeah. Why right? am I staring at your door? There he is. Like looking oh, at it. Oh, there it is. I'm, 
to the express. Oh, is, is that it? Oh, it only yeah, does it once? Okay. I could barely hear it. I heard it the first time, though. It's, yeah. go- it's gone, Joe. Um, Joe lives by the railroad tracks. He lives on the other side of the tracks, actually. So, anyways, all right, Joe. <laughs> no, that's Look. the express ghost haunting all the fans <laughs> that don't yeah. want the season to go on. Yes. Yeah, let's call it that. Uh, thank you, Bet Online. Thank you, Manscaped. We appreciate you. Uh, thank you to Armchair Media for distributing this mediocre mess. And thanks yeah. to all of you for listening. We appreciate you guys. Uh, if you're still there, there, there. All right, hey, Joe. Hey, hey. Um, no final thoughts. You've bloviated enough tonight. Um, so I'm glad it worked out. Got electricity back. Everything's good. All is well. There you go. Um, appreciate you guys. Uh, we will be back ASAP for Joe. I'm Sean. We're out. Thanks for listening to the Q's Militia Podcast, the fan's voice with Sean and Joe. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. (laughs) I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. 
conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Mm-hmm.